Starship. Searching galaxy for geeky fun for the whole family. Here's your host, Chris Benavides. Hi, everyone. Another first for the podcast this week. I get to talk to my friend Mark Boutros, and we are going to be talking about The Princess Bride. Always good to have another classic 80s movie on here. That's that's kind of our sweet spot. Um, movie we both like a great deal, and one that I hadn't seen for a long time when I saw this, so I was excited to kind of revisit it and see what I thought. Also, exciting to show the kids, of course, and we'll get to hear from Lauren's opinion as well. So, without further ado, let's get right to The Princess Bride. Hi, everybody. I'm here with Mark today. Um, Say hi, Mark. Yo. Hey, so, Mark, we've had a number of false starts getting you on the podcast, and I'm so glad you finally were able to make it. Um, And we're here to talk about The Princess Bride. Great movie. Yeah. So, um, just to set things up, I'm going to blatantly read from Wikipedia. The Princess Bride is a 1987 film based on the William Goldman novel. It's a fairy tale. Uh, about a beautiful young woman and her one true love. He must find her after a long separation and save her. They must battle the evils of the mythical kingdom of Florin to be reunited with each other. And um, this movie, I mean, we'll talk about our histories about it in a second. It is a a lot of things. Um, I just have a couple things sketched out here. It's a self-aware fairy tale. I feel it's a series of sketch comedy, like a <laughs> like a series of sketches. Um, it's a coming of age story, uh, at least the framing devices, um, and it's a very sincere romance, also. So there's a lot going on in this movie, and um, it's it, it's hard to describe the Princess Bride. It's 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 a lot of there's a lot of different genres I think going on at the same time here. Yeah. Um, I, I, it's all of the above. Right. And I think that's why it works. At least that's why it worked for me at the time when, how old were we? Cause like 14 or whatever, when it came out 87, um, I was, uh, 14. Yeah. 14. Good in math. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. tell you, um, well, let's start with our history with this. How did you come to the Princess Bride and what did it mean to you before you even showed it to your family? Um, how, what was your history with it? Well, how, how long's the podcast? Because so I have, so I might be the wrong person to bring on a podcast about movies. Okay. Because even though I love them, I have a very bad movie memory. Okay. Like I, I, you know, and I remember because we go back a long ways. We, we, we go back to 1987. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I remember you would quote in Homeroom, it would call the core like stuff. And it's like, you know, and I saw it the day before. I'm like, I, I, I don't know any of these quotes, you know, Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live or whatever. But just um, give me one second. A full disclosure to the audience. Mark and I went to high school together. So, I yeah. Went, yep. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, the, so the funny things, I don't have a recollection of seeing the movie, but I remember a before and after and maybe the reason why. So that year. I saw more movies that year and that summer, yeah. I think it came out after the summer, but I saw more movies that year than ever in my life in one single yeah. year. Yeah. And so, you know, uh, predator and, and RoboCop, I mean, movies yeah. I shouldn't even see cause they're rated um, R and, and whatever. 
but I've seen. And so that was the year. So there's a, f- a few friends of mine. So I lived in Whitestone, Queens at the time. And yeah. Greg, it's the, these kids, there's like there were four of us, Greg, Matt, and, and, and Heechan, who, who went by the name Albert, but we called him Heechan. Um, <laughs> we would walk. Now, you know what Queens is like. So we would walk yes. from Whitestone to the movie theater on Northern Boulevard and whatever that was, 160s by Mike's Comic Cut. Yes. And so we would walk over there, go to Mike's Comic Cut, go to a movie, oh, and man. we discovered, ba- and I don't know if you know this. I yeah. mean, if you go back in time, I'll tell you. But after you get in, they don't check your ticket anymore. And so that was yes. the year we figured that out. Yes. <laughs> so like, well, we could see every single movie. So we saw movies like Roxanne, like what, like, you know, like what's yeah, a 14 year old kid going to see? So we oh, literally man. saw like every movie that came yeah. out that year. And it and it was just like a blur, but but that movie, I feel like I should shut up a little bit because this movie. No, no, no. <laughs> this movie means actually it means a, a a lot to me because, I mean, I, I I the title sounded like a title I did not want to see. I yes. was not into princesses or brides in particular, <laughs> but I knew, and I knew, and this is, this is important. I knew Meathead directed it, right? Like, you know, Rob Reiner. And I like Meathead. And, and a bunch of my friends at the time, and maybe even you saw this is Spinal Tap and I didn't yes. see it and they would quote it and I wouldn't know right. what the heck they're talking about. Yeah. So I had a suspicion. I had to see wow. Meathead's new movie. And that was probably the first time in my life that one, yeah. I was aware that there's a person who's a director and they were important. And right. definitely the first time in my life, I saw a movie for the director. And yeah. I, I, I didn't realize that until actually we did this podcast <laughs> when, when I was like, you know, like until right now. But that yeah. was the first time I saw it out a movie for the director. So, wow. um, you know, I, I don't remember actually seeing it. It could have been with, with, with uh, you know, uh, my friends could have been with my mom. I don't, I don't remember, but I, but I remember seeking it out. Wow. No, that's, that's, you said you, you weren't going to remember anything. You remembered an awful lot there, man. Um, I remember right, before uh, and after. You took me down a very nice, like, you know, walk down memory lane there. 87 was a great year for movies. Yeah. Like uh, I remember seeing Predator, Roto, Robocop, um, Roxanne. I saw a lot of movies that year also. Um, this particular movie, I didn't see until it was out on video. And I remember, I think we rented it and I saw it there and um, I liked it immediately. Um, but then I remember seeing it a lot on cable in the 90s or like late 80s, yeah. or 90s. It was on all the time. And, um, you know, it's so instantly memorable that I don't remember a time when I didn't know like every scene in this movie. I just it, it, it just it just got in there really, really quickly. And, you know, it's hard to, to kind of separate a time before I knew this movie because I, I, I kind of just feel like it's always been there. It's just like, um, yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. But I remember the time I, w- I wanted to say that, but I didn't say that because I remember the time before. But it seems like the movie takes place out of time, right? Like, it seems like it's always been there. Like the yeah. lines have always been there. Definitely. It's it's one of those movies that feels so complete and whole that it's it almost feels like how could this have been created because it kind of just feels like it was always there you know right know. so for the catholics out there begotten not made right if you know that <laughs> <laughs> so yeah no absolutely so it's and um obviously um um when i got married to lauren um she um walked down the aisle to the music from the princess bride so 
this movie took on even more meaning at that point. And it's been, I've associated very heavily, you know, it's one of her favorite movies associated very heavily with her ever since. So, you know, this is, this is a very important like movie, I think in my life. Um, but it's also a movie that I, I kind of, I watched so much in the nineties that I hadn't seen it again for a long time until I saw it again recently to, just for the podcast. Um, and we'll talk about that as we, as we go forward. Yeah. Can I ask you a question? Sure. So when, when you were getting married and it, the movie has a meaning for Lauren and the movie has a meaning for you, uh, which move, which aspect of the movie has, so we said self-aware fairy tale, sketch comedy, coming of age story, sincere romance. And I would say an adventure story. I guess that yes, might definitely. fit in. Oh, right? yeah. And Absolutely. so I would say an adventure story. Which one of those was your Princess Bride and which one of those was Lauren's Princess Bride? Oh, that's a good question, man. Um, for me, first and foremost, it's a sketch comedy. <laughs> like, you know, it, the the scenes are so well constructed. And we'll talk about this as we go in a little bit deeper, but the scenes in this movie are the, the setups and the gags are so well constructed. The timing is great. It's, it's like watching like one perfect sketch after another. Um, so that to me is, you know, and that's just me. That's, that's the way I enjoy movies. And that's the way, you know, I, I just, that part of it just resonates. It hits me when, when, when jokes are done that well, it, it just, it just hits me. Um, obviously everything else is, is good. Um, and I think, uh, for Lauren, certainly that, that resonates. With, I think, I also think she's very cheeky. She, she, she appreciates the self-aware fairy tale aspect. You know, she's a big fan of like Douglas Adams and that kind of humor mm. of like, you know, a genre piece that is aware of being a genre piece. And that part of it is something that I think she latches onto. And that's something that's that this movie does really well, I think. Um, and I mean, it's, there's multiple layers to this. There's there's the characters kind of acting like they're in a story, but there's also the stories being told by a granddad. So there, you know, he's kind of like imparting his own thoughts and feelings as the story unfolds. So there's a lot of layers to it. It's, it's, yeah. it's actually, you know, there's a lot. Yeah. And but can I say that um, I love that in this movie, but it's something that I hate like yeah. normally. Right. Yeah. So and this this again, not into princesses, not into brides in particular, yeah. uh, not into stories where somebody's telling the story and, you know, not into, you know, I've always felt not only, you know, if I felt this back then, I mean, I don't know what I thought when I probably wanted like, you know, play video, whatever. I don't know what I did. Go to my comic cut. But but yeah. like but but since then, at least I, I really don't understand why a movie has to do that. Why do you need that device? You yeah. can just tell the story. But if it didn't have that, well, first of all, I, I would never become aware of the world wouldn't become aware of Fred Savage in that context. And right. it just ties to the wonder years, which is a very similar right. uh, storytelling technique. Um, just, you know, maybe a year or two later. Yeah. Um, you know, so you, you wouldn't have that. But but it just made it work because, you know, in some ways, like, like I mean, we, we were older, but in some ways we were like Fred Savage coming to the story about a princess bride and um and we we uh you know not i mean you know not knowing what what to expect maybe we shared some of that skepticism and and he just kind of and he just kind of brought us with along with it so i think was like it was super key i love it 
Yeah, no, I agree. I, I love it too. And I think, I think my appreciation for that aspect has grown. I think yeah. when I saw it initially, I was 14. I might've been 15 when I finally saw it on video. Um, and that aspect of it didn't really resonate all that much. You know, the coming of age, I mean, this, this is a kind of a preteen kid being told this story during, during the story. And, um, and at the end, I mean, the whole, the whole, his whole arc is that he's very reluctant to listen to the book. He's very reluctant to, you know, listen to the story and he doesn't want to hear about the kissing parts. And by the end he appreciates it and he even appreciates the kissing part. Um, yeah. And I think that resonates with me more now and especially seeing it with my kids, which we'll, we'll, we'll get to eventually as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's do a quick thing. What's, I mean, again, the, so much of this movie is memorable. So I remember pretty much all of it. Do you remember what resonated with you first when you first saw this movie? Like what, what did you remember? What were your takeaways when you first saw this movie? You know, so I had known Billy Crystal already from yeah. SNL. And so that's one of the other things I was looking for. So, so the scenes with him, uh, you know, have fun storming the castle became a catchphrase at home, yes. <laughs> you know, which makes me think maybe I saw it with my parents. I don't know. Maybe, or maybe I just started saying it and they said it too, or, but yeah. that like everybody, like, you know, that was just, it, we're, we're going to like, you know, yeah. like marching band, have fun storming the castle. Yes. So that, but, the, but I played Dungeons and Dragons. I think, I don't know if you did too, but I played oh, Dungeons and Dragons yeah, at the time. And so the battle of the wit scene was like, I was thinking that's perfect, but now I can't do that because everybody knows about it. Yes. Yes. So I would say those two scenes. Oh man. That's that. uh, I'm glad you said that. I I will, I I will have more on the battle of the wits later. uh, Cause uh, that is, that, that is a key scene for me. Um, When I first saw it, the thing that resonated with me most was a sword fight scene. Just like, you know, I am not left-handed. Um, and that whole thing, um, I, I just was really impressed by the whole setting of it. It was just like, you know, this classically staged sword fight, but with a lot of gags in between and a lot of this, like, you know, um, dry humor going on throughout. And I, I just really enjoyed that. Just, it just, it just spoke to me right away, instantly memorable, instantly quotable. And, um, I mean, like I said, nowadays I, I remember almost everything, but I remember that was a thing that I, I latched onto very early on. Yeah. I yeah. mean, every scene is a great scene. You said yeah. how everything's so well constructed and it is like, it just, yeah. I mean, it's great. Yeah. What did, all right, let's talk about, about what we expect, what you expected um, your daughter to think of it. Um, and, you know, and my kids, um, what did you think she would think of it before you showed it to her? You know, it's, um, it's tough because you never know. Uh, first yeah. of all, if her dad suggests something, yeah. uh, e- e- you know, like yes. I think her automatic assumption is it's lame. Yes. Uh, but <laughs> but at the other, she's into like fantasy type stories, right? So and she's kind of right. always gravitated toward that, even when she was very very young. She's eleven yeah. now. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, she probably was, she probably was nine uh, when she first saw it, uh, sort of a year or two ago. Um, so I didn't know it could go either way. Yeah. Yeah. I, I felt the same way. You know, um, my kids are, are very wary of like period movies. Like anytime they see things with, from the eighties with the eighties style effects oh, yeah. and stuff like that, they're, they're always like, Oh, this is going to be in a world of dads, you know, weird eighties movies. Um, and yeah. yeah, so I was, I was worried. 
Um, but uh, I mean, we'll talk about the reactions in a minute. Um, did you have any trepidation about showing it to them? Like anything you would, you're afraid would be inappropriate or anything like that? I, I yeah, didn't. I mean, no. I mean, just that you would think it, it sucked, but I don't really care about that. I mean, like, yeah. you know, it's like too bad. Yeah. No, it's a it's a very I think you know it's a very family family friendly movie as far as you know a movie with like you know murder and <laughs> um, uh, violence and stuff in it, which is in torture and, and that kind of thing. And, and some and some dark jokes, right? But and I, some very yeah, dark jokes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's take a quick break, and then we're going to talk about the kids' reactions and more of our thoughts on uh, The Princess Bride. What'd you think, Charlie? So, um, I thought, I think it was a really good movie, and, um... It surprised me when I was like younger when mom showed me it for the first time because I actually kind of liked it, unlike most of the mov- other movies she shows me. Okay, well that's good. Would you ever want to watch a movie like this again? I mean, depends. It, it, it depends if it's on the same quality as this one. Maybe. Is there anything you did, didn't like about it? Well, of course, it's not the most modern movie, so the effects weren't the greatest. And, um, I I just can't think of anything. Okay, that's fine. And now, let's hear Joel's reaction. Joel, what did you think of The Princess Bride? Um, I I don't think it was my favorite movie, but, but, but I really do like the story of it, and, and I can understand how other people feel about it. And it's a very good, good movie for those who like it. Yeah, I'm really glad you stayed for the whole thing. Would you want to watch a movie, another movie like this? Um, probably not, but me, but but I but I would if I had to. <laughs> okay, well you don't have to, but um, what is there anything you didn't like about it? Um, yes. <laughs> what? There are way too many kissing scenes. All right, understood. Hey, so I'm here with Lauren now, and we're going to talk about The Princess Bride. What did you think about watching it again after all this time? Well, I already knew that it is definitely one of the only movies that I never get tired of. I really find that, like, every single scene has got at least one quotable line, and I love it. Always. (laughs) Yeah, no, I do too. Did you, were you surprised at how much the kids liked it? Um, a little bit because, you know, they've both been pretty, like, reluctant to watch anything that I really like. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, I was, I was optimistic that they would like it, but I wasn't sure. So, yeah, I was glad. No, I was very, I was very pleasantly surprised at how much you liked it as well. Um, you'll hear some of the comments they made a little bit later when I, when I put all this together. Okay, we're back. Let's talk about how our kids reacted. Uh, first of all, uh, what did uh, what did your daughter think of it? Well, so 
I can't be a hundred percent certain, but I think it's her favorite movie. Awesome. I really do. So uh that's yeah, awesome. that, that might change tomorrow, but as of now. <laughs> how about yours? Um, they both liked it, which I am very happy about. Um, Lauren had actually showed it to Charlie, um, who's my older son, um, a couple of years ago. And when we mentioned doing it on the podcast, he was excited to see it again. So I was very happy about that. Um, I don't know if Joel, who is, um, I'm going to get his age wrong and they're all going to get mad at me now, but, um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's your anniversary? Yes. Um, <laughs> He, he did not see it um, back then, or at least I don't think he remembered it very well. Um, and he saw it again recently, and he liked it a lot. And anytime a movie from this era they see and they actually like, I'm, I'm very happy about because um, same. It's very iffy with them, you know. They 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 are very wary of the time period difference and how different movies look there, and it doesn't doesn't sit quite right with them when it's older movies. Um, which, you know, I'm not particularly happy about, but that's just the way it is. Um, but, um, that's so, but they definitely accept this movie and they both liked it. So I was, I was really happy with it. Um, is there anything that, um, she didn't like about it? No, I mean, but same thing, like anything from the eight, from that time period, um, it was always like back to the future, like star Wars, um, <laughs> ET, she refuses. I mean, you know, Goonies, no way. <laughs> like, it was like, <laughs> but this, like, I don't, she, like she, we would just like chortle along the whole movie. So, I mean, she had, and even like the dark, you know, jokes or whatever, you know, I mean, she, she has, she has a, like kind of a, you know, for an 11 year old, it, she appreciates that dry, dark sense of humor, right. which is you know going to be great in a few years when she's a full-blown teenager, but whatever. Right. So Joel is nine, and he, his reaction was he liked all of it, but he, he, he still doesn't like the kissing parts. And uh, he, I th- I think You know he what? Was, she doesn't like that either. Okay. <laughs> like, like uh, he, he, he was quick to tell me that's what he didn't like and you know, react to it when it happens. Like, oh, this again. You know, yeah, so and, she covers her eyes and say, "Tell me when it's over, right?" So, <laughs> yes, yeah, that that kind of thing. So, um, which is, I think, I think that that's kind of a cool time to see this movie because I think the framing device kind of informs that reaction and lets you kind of like, you know, see how another kid handles that in 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 the context of the movie itself, which is, I think, it's kind of cool. All right, what were your thoughts seeing the movie again? You know, um, it, it, I thought it, it, it still works. Right. I mean, like just, there's not a whole lot of movies that, uh, I mean, so I, I think, I think I read today that there's going to be some kind of remake uh, of the film. Don't even, don't even go there. Um, which I mean, uh, I'm not automatically, I'm not one of those that, you know, like, you know what, like if I don't like it, I'll just watch the one that I like. So. Uh, uh, you know, I'm not, uh, but um, I don't think it's necessary. And I don't mean yeah. that in, the, in a negative way. Like, oh, don't touch Ghostbusters, whatever. I don't really care. Right. But like, and I like Ghostbusters, but, but this is, this is a movie. I feel like the pacing is fine. The jokes are still funny. Um, visually, like the cinematography looks good. Um, you know, like the only thing that's dated is maybe like the actors don't like, you know, nobody knows Andre the Giant is maybe or 
Billy Crystal isn't in his prime of his career, so the star power isn't necessarily there. But uh, other than that, the movie itself is pretty rock solid. I yeah, think. I I agree. I like I said, I, I took a long break from this movie um, before since the last time I saw it, and watching it again, I think I liked it more than I remember. Um, I think, yeah. and again, um, it, I watched it a lot in the '90s, and the time off I think has done me some good because it's it's only increased my my appreciation of it. And like we've been saying, that what's most striking for me is the pacing. The movie is only 98 minutes long, but it feels even shorter. It feels yeah. super fast. Like every scene means something. Every setup and payoff happens quickly and quickly. The movie just goes. There's a lot going on here. But you're never confused. You're never at a loss for interest. You're you're invested the whole time. Um, there are a lot of characters you have to juggle, but the movie does it very well. And yeah, um, not not an easy thing to pull yeah, off. Not at all. And one thing that was another thing that was striking was the movie shifts perspectives throughout. Like um, there are different protagonists going on. Like I mean, it starts with Buttercup and Wesley. It moves like for a, a good chunk of the early movie. Like the protagonist is kind of Bassini, and like you know his story yeah. and like, the whole like plot is going on, and then it goes to Wesley again, and then it goes to Inigo, um, and then it all kind of ties up at the end. You know, like you, there's a lot of people's stories that are kind of told, and there's there's full arcs for a lot of characters, and it's very impressive how it ties it all together. It's 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 a really, I think, just efficient little like screenplay and like story. You know. Yeah, it it may be the movie I've seen the most. I mean, I don't know if that's true. Um, you know, now I'm thinking about it, but, it, but it's definitely in the top, right? It's so probably the movie I've seen the most is Rock and Roll High School, the Ramones movie. But but the, <laughs> this, this might be number two. And you know I, yeah, I think it just holds up. I've never seen Rock and Roll High School. I don't, that doesn't hold. I mean, for me, it holds up. But I gotta I gotta see it sometime because yeah, uh, I don't, I, you know, I, I don't think I, I don't think it's. Uh, it, 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 it just stuff and you know re- rebellious high school kids it's a different time now but it's true but i'm sure the music's good so I'll, I'll oh, the music oh, the movie's great you love it i love okay. it um best scene what was your best scene for this movie i you know i don't know i mean i i would have to say uh the iocane powder battles yeah. i mean i think that's <laughs> <laughs> that's yes. probably my favorite scene you know yes, i i agree like um yeah i mean i mentioned the sword fight earlier and it was between that and the battle of wits but i agree with you the battle of wits is so good it's like so good you know, and the- wallace sean is just yes. like yes i mean so uh he like whatever he does he's always wallace sean right i guess yeah, like, yes. you know like I've, I've heard i've heard him give like lectures at like the you know, what's the 92nd Street Y or, you know, uh, the Grand Nagus. Yes. <laughs> yes. Space nice. He's always like Wallace Shawn. And he's always like, Wallace Shawn. It doesn't matter. Yeah. He's got Ferengi so, makeup on. It doesn't right. matter. He's still, he's still Wallace Shawn. <laughs> um, and he's amazing. I mean, he, oh man, he is so good in that scene. <laughs> Wait till I get going. You know, like all that stuff. Like it's just, it's like he has so many like one liners that are just like, great payoffs like oh man that scene is awesome and he seems like not that i not that he's like anybody i know but he seems like somebody i would know like some like an uncle or something I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah 
I could see that. I could see that. Um, is there anything that doesn't hold up in this movie for you? For me? Yeah. Um, you know, no, I mean, no. I, 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 think it, I think it holds up pretty well. I agree with you. There's one thing that oh. I don't like, which, <laughs> and again, and even that I kind of like, which is the, the movie has a great soundtrack, has a great like musical score. We, we talked about it. My, my wife walked into it uh, at our wedding. Um, she, you know, she, she, she walked down the aisle to music from the Princess Bride. But then in the end credits, they take the same music and they add lyrics. Yeah. And, and it becomes kind of like a eh, little, little cringy. Not the and the and the and the singer is great. It's something like yeah. that. It's just, it's just the oh man, you know. But I, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. But like, I guess uh, no, I do know what you're talking about. I'm okay with it. I, I guess that doesn't like. I mean, music is tough, right? Like, it like is. It, if there's any one element that's going to get dated, is unless it's like you know, like a John Williams like score or something like that. But but like anything with like lyrics is you know. It, um, I, I, know, I know one of your I, I don't want to jump topics. I know like one of your other topics is going to be um, a last unicorn. And, and uh, you know, for me, the music there, that was, oh, man. Yeah, no, not, not great either. Um, no, and it doesn't affect the movie at all. And I, yeah. I actually I don't. And there's nothing really this nothing doesn't hold up about this movie. Um, and even this song, you know, like the storybook story, that stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. It's kind of a payoff at the end of the movie. It's like, okay, this is really cheeky fairy tale. And now we're going to have a really cheesy lyrics, this great classical track you've been listening to the whole time. Um, yeah. So, so it's fine. It works. Yeah, I, I don't mind it. I never, you know, yeah. until, you said it, until you said it now, now it's going to bother me. Thanks. You ruined <laughs> the whole movie for me. I hate this movie. I, I had to read for something. Cause like I was yeah. struggling to find something I didn't like about the movie. And even that I kind of like, oh, come on. Yeah. yeah. I mean. Yeah, I, I so what what don't you like about this chocolate fudge ice cream? Well, the uh, brownies are <laughs> it's all yeah. good. It's kind of fattening. It's got a lot of sugar. Yeah. Um. All right. MVP of the movie. I would say. Um, I would say Inigo Mandy Patinkin. Oh man, I I, 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 I because. To, like he's just like like for me like he's the character I like agree. i know he's not the main character and you said you know the, yeah. the, the point but for me it's like for me star wars the main character is han solo <laughs> like i don't you know and so he's like the he's my han solo in this movie he's the han solo of this movie absolutely um i yeah you know we're agreeing on a lot today um and like i said i, I wallace sean carries like the first half hour of this movie i feel like um yeah. he's tremendous but by the end of the movie for me anyway, it definitely becomes Inigo's movie. Like, you know, um, and his story, how that whole thing plays out and the ending, his story is the one by the end is the one I'm most invested in. I want to see what happens with Inigo. And like, um, he's just instantly iconic. He's got, you know, lots of great lines and delivery. He's got, a, you know, it's just awesome. Like, you know, like, you know, the whole character of Inigo Montoya, you can, uh, you can see a picture, an image of him or hear a quote from him. And you just know so much about that character. Um, I have a question though. Like I like, so, so that's, so for me, that's the main character, right? Not just an MVP, but the main character. And, um, but he doesn't show up until what part of the movie, like it's it, the movies, like you're, you're well into it. Can you think of another movie where like such a significant character doesn't show up for, 
15 minutes or whatever, or 20 minutes into the movie, and you get to meet all these other characters first. It's rare, right? Well, yeah, but you see, I, I don't think he's the main character. Like, I mean, I think for, for me, he's the most resonant character. But right. I, okay. I, it's not his story overall. And like, and I think the analogy of Han Solo is perfect. Like, you know, Han Solo shows up like half hour into Star Wars, but whenever he's on the screen, it's about him. <laughs> you know? Yeah, right. And that's, that's <laughs> right, right, right. Inigo, you know? Good point, good point. Yeah. Like, Inigo, like, anytime he's on the screen, it's like, I want to hear what he has to say. I want to hear, I want to hear about his story and all that stuff. Like, that's, you know, he, he commands the, the, the story whenever he's there uh, right. for me anyway. Yeah. No, for me too. Um, would you watch this movie again for fun? Do you have a, a date and time suggestion? Or like <laughs> I'm, I'm going to yes. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. How about yourself? Yes, definitely. I will watch it again. And, and again, I'm going to reiterate. Um, I, I, I look forward to seeing it more than I would have like a week ago. Cause like I, I liked it even more this time. Um, we talked about this already remake reboot sequel or leave it alone you know well given those choices i say leave it alone but i mean yeah. who am i i mean i'm just some guy in new jersey I don't really <laughs> 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 and, and i'll see the remake anyway <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean i wrote down leave it alone in caps and i don't get mad at people making remakes of movies i like that's fine i just i just won't see it if it's not something that looks good to me i just won't see it you know it's it doesn't it doesn't ruin this one this one is, is classic it's timeless it's it's never going to go away um so I, I don't worry about that um there are there are remakes of movies that i love that i've never seen and i probably won't ever see just because i i, I have no interest in it like I, I just don't see how you could possibly improve on this or like why would i need to see another version of this yeah um, I, I agree um and sequel this there's no there's no way to take this story i don't, I don't think you would ever want a sequel to this um so yeah don't don't need this this is this is perfect as it is um for me anyway yeah, um uh, me too let's talk about our final impressions and what to show the kids next what would what would you build on the princess bride with um Oh, gee, I don't know. We we just saw and we just all saw for the first time today the Percy Jackson movie, the first one. So that was I liked it. I mean, like so, but so, uh, but based on that, I, I want to show her. I don't know if you're gonna like this, but I like I like to show her Battle. Uh, um, oh my goodness, uh, Battle of the Titans, uh, Clash of the Titans, Clash of the Titans, Clash of the Titans. Ooh, yes. Um, I I think I showed the kids that many years ago, and and again they complained about the stop motion. Yeah, and, and, she's not gonna like it, but. Yeah, well, but I, I love Clash of Titans. I'll I'll watch that anytime. Um, I don't know. Like, do you have any suggestions? Like, what do you want to? Watch? I mean, like, we're always like struggling. It's actually a struggle. Like, I'm like, we're just going through Disney Plus, whatever's like. All right, what what you know? Rocky actually I was trying to show her today, but you yeah. have to pay for it. You know, so it's I was, I was being cheap. I, I watched this movie on Disney Plus, and then right after it, it recommended Willow, and I was like, huh, I, it's been like twenty years since I saw Willow. Maybe I'll watch that. You again. are great. You are great. <laughs> yes, that one. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll do that. Um, I asked Lauren. Lauren. Lauren's not into watching Willow, so you know we'll 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 see. But I, I don't remember liking Willow uh, actually. I uh, didn't love Willow, but I I kind of want to see it again just because it's been so long, and you know I'll, I'll give it a chance. Yeah, um, you, you know you know what she you know what she's into. So actually, this is what we're gonna do. So she's really into. I, I don't know how this happened. Uh, it man. And so she's like into kung fu now. Kung fu? Oh, so, yeah, so I have um uh Shaolin Avengers that I that I've been wanting to like watch again, so maybe that. I don't know okay. if she could sit through like Shaw Brothers era Hong Kong yeah, cinema. Yeah, Shaw Brothers era 
Schwarber's Era is like it, it moves fast. Those movies and there's a ton of, but yeah, it's a lot to ask of a you know I think kids nowadays. Have yeah. you ever seen uh, Shaolin Soccer? No. Shaolin Soccer is I think uh, the kids haven't really, I've really I haven't really exposed the kids to kung fu yet, um, but I think that's a pretty cool first kung fu movie. Uh, and um, it kind of like they play Rocket League, so it kind of ties into that. Um, so I might I might ask them to watch that one. Um, the other thing is um, building off a of Princess Bride. Um, another movie that came to mind was Monty Python, like in Holy Grail. Um, it might be time to show them that one, just because I think the well, humor. Is- yeah, the humor, but there are some more adult themes. Yes, going there on. are. Yes, yes. Um, so I don't know. We, Laura and I, were talking about that. We might, we might do that one soon. It might be time for that one. We'll, we'll- maybe we could do a re-edit. Maybe we'll do a re-edit. Yes, and. Uh, I might that might just be for Charlie and not Joel, but we'll we'll see. All right. Um, any closing thoughts on the Princess Bride? Yeah, I just want to thank you, man, for bringing me down memory oh. lane on this, and it was just oh. a fantastic time. So yeah, just thank you. Thanks for coming. No, it's it's great. You know, I've wanted to have you on for a while. Um, so this is this has been awesome, and and like yeah, and it's good to just get together on, on discord and talk about an old yeah. movie. It's really cool. And, 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 and I, and I, I want to say this. So, I mean, I like nostalgia movies. Uh, I like these movies that I like, but this for me is just different because it's just such a great example of the craft of filmmaking. Yeah. And so I think that this is not a nostalgia movie. This is really a classic film uh, of cinema and just a really high level of art it's art it's not it's not nostalgia it's art yeah i agree this this movie could have been made last year and it's you know i would believe it you know because it's 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 i think it aims to be timeless you know um let me ask you um you are very involved in the independent film scene um is there anything you've got going on or anything you're working on yeah i mean it's kind of like uh i like involved, it always feel like like no, I'm nothing going on, and then it's like I'm involved with like four different things, and like you know, or get sucked back in. But but uh, I run a film festival called First Contact, and um, it's the it's the Saturday after Mother's Day weekend, okay. always in May. That's when okay. we do it. Of course, this was a COVID year. Yes. And so we we went from a, you know, it's a small festival in Lake Copiacon, New Jersey. We get like 20 people uh, showing up, which is fine because the theater sits 30. Um, and so, you know, if it was any more than that, we couldn't have it. And and so we we had to shift quickly and we, we had um, something like 2,500 people you know attend and all over the world and and um you know it was just a great thing and and so we're you know so so we have now it's a uh trying to figure out the format but some kind of hybrid festival um so pay attention to first contact film festival it's for uh, dot com is the website for that um and and also i work with i'm on a board of a nonprofit called first night morris and we put on the New Year celebration, the first night celebration in Morristown, New Jersey. And for the first time, we're bringing the film festival uh, to that to be part of the New Year celebration. We had about 10,000 people in the square last year to watch the fireworks. We don't know what's happening this year again because of COVID, but 
But the film festival, we're going to do an online. So we know that at least that's online and that's something that's safe uh, and that you can enjoy. And what we're doing is we're taking the films, some some of the winners, the family or, you know, the ones that are more family friendly and inviting the filmmakers and say, hey, look, this is uh, we'd like to show you again here. It's different. You know, it's not the same festival, but I'm you know creating a festival and then you know not not all the films but 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 some of them we're going to ask to to see if they want to participate or or if there's other films that you know of um any independent scene that that's, that people like to see um and then you know I, I work i work on a few projects too here and there i, tr- I try to you know have a day job so that's really the focus gotcha. um you know the bank wants the mortgage and all that so but yeah, but yeah. occasionally i do a side project cool all right well Thanks for being on, man. It's been really cool having you here. And uh, we got to do this again. Absolutely. Uh, see you. See you soon. All right. Cool. And, and I don't care about like, I've, I've known you long enough. Come down here for a barbecue as soon as, uh, as, soon as we're allowed. All right. Um, I, I will, as soon as we can, you know, uh, do it, that it's uh, safe. Absolutely. Sounds awesome. Absolutely. T- take care, man. Good talking to you. Thank you again. I really, I really loved it. Cool. So once again, had a great time on the podcast. Special thanks to Mark for being a guest for the first time and doing such a great job. Thanks, Mark. And of course, having the kids and Lauren again. Great as always. And absolutely would love to get together. Road trip and a barbecue sounds great. I would love to live in that world again. This podcast featured music from Metaphasic, Technoax, and Airglow as always. See you next time, everyone. Take care and stay safe. So, Lauren, do you know what that podcast was like? What was it like, Chris? Like a storybook story, but it's as real as the feelings I feel. Join in, honey. That's very nice, Chris. <laughs> but it's as real as the feelings I feel. Inconceivable. <laughs>